Welcome back to another episode of Worship Weekly. Please like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share. This week's sermon is Binding Wounds, and we'll start reading from Psalms 147, verse 2 and 3. But first, we've got music by the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church singing, What a Day That'll Be. I want to preach a message on Psalm 147, verse 2 and 3. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. He healed the broken in heart and binding up their wounds. Looking for the wounded. In our text we see the Lord gathered outcasts, healing broken hearts and binding wounds. That is a picture of the Son of God. He's always looking for outcasts, healing broken hearts, and binding wounds. 
As we look at these verses of scriptures 2 and 3, I'm concerned with the third thing, binding up the wounds. story was told during the Vietnam War. A certain nurse was the subject of much discussion. After a battle, she would wander away from the medical camp onto the battlefield itself. Sometimes she would personally drag in a soldier who was in this desperate need of medical attention. More than once, she was asked by doctors not to go on the battlefield. They told her she had no business there. Not only that, but she brought in American soldiers and Viet Congs as well. One day after the big battle, an officer saw her on the battlefield. Amidst all the suffering and dying and death, he began to rebuke her. What are you doing on this battlefield? She said without hesitation, I'm looking for the wounded. That's what I'm here for. My job, sir, is look for the wounded. That's our job, looking for the wounded. When Jesus saved us, he could have taken us to heaven right then. But he didn't choose to do that. Instead, he left us here so that we might go onto the battlefield of this old world and look for the wounded. Our job is to go out to the highways and edges and look for the wounded. Mark sixteen fifteen tells us, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What is Jesus saying there? Go look for the wounded. He said, Go out into the highways and edges and compel them to come in. Luke fourteen twenty three. go look for the wounded. That nurse believed it was her duty to find the wounded and bring them in, where their wounds might be healed, so that they might be sent back into the battle. So it is with us. I really realize that the work of the ministry is to bring them in, build them up, send them out, so that they might bring some more in. But if you do not bring them in, you cannot do the other things. Our primary job is to look for the wounded or to go out into the battlefield of this world and find the wounded, bring them in to the great physician who will bind them up and heal them. Then we are to send them out to the battlefield to find other wounded. Where did the war begin? Where did these souls receive their wounds? Well, for the answers to these questions, we have to go to look, go back to the beginnings, to eat. That we see that man was wounded. First of all, by Satan, Genesis 2 and 7, this first great battle took place in the beautiful Garden of Eden. Man stood before God as the masterpiece of his creation. God said, it is good. Then he gave Man in command, he said to Adam in Genesis 2 and 16. And the battle began. Someone else was present in the garden. Satan, Ezekiel 28, 13. Satan began to tip Eve. Satan told Eve, the reason God told you not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because you would be like him. When your eyes were open, knowing good, and evil. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. She ate, and she gave to her husband Adam, and he ate, and they were wounded by Satan. 
We see in the Garden of Eden that beautiful masterpiece that God created. Man, fallen and wounded by Satan himself. He is naked now. He's stripped of ever righteous rag. He is blind now. Satan has gorged out the eyes of his soul and left him in darkness. He is separated now. No longer does he have fellowship with God. Instead, he is hiding among the bushes. But wait a minute. God walked onto the battlefield, Genesis 3, 8 and 9. What was God doing? Looking for the wounded. Adam and Eve had been wounded by Satan. But God was ready to heal their wound. He found them and clothed them in his righteousness. But the battle that had its beginning in Eden began to spread into the whole world was covered. These two people who were wounded by Satan plunged the whole world into the darkness of sin. So we see the second wound. We see that men are wounded by sin. That sin of disobedience that took place in the Garden of Eden began to grow until it covered the whole world like a plague and came up before Almighty God as a stench in his nostrils in Genesis 6, 6 and 7. Sin had done its duty. Sin had done its job. But then the eyes of the Lord began to run to and fro across the earth in Zechariah 4, verse 10. You know what he was doing? Looking for the wounded. The eyes of the Lord fell on the man by the name of Noah in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. God told him that he was going to destroy this world with a flood and to build an ark of safety. God saved Noah and his family. Mankind had a new start, but the battle continued, and the wounded began to fall all over the entire world. Third, we see men wounded by society. God heals those wounds, too. One night, God called a man by the name of Abraham, who was outside his tent, Genesis 15 and 5. He said, Abraham, look up at the stars. God said, count them. He said, I can't count the stars. There are too many, God said. So shall thy seed be. God promised Abraham a son in his old age. His wife, Sarah, laughed in Genesis 18, 13, and 14. He was 100 years old. She was 90 years old. Sarah gave Abraham her handmaid, Agar, so she might give a child to her husband. He took Agar, and Ishmael was born. What about Ishmael? Sarah became jealous of Agar and Ishmael and told her husband to cast them out. We don't need that them anymore. The society of Abraham no longer had any use for Ishmael. Abraham gave them a little bottle of water and some food and sent them out into the desert. They wandered into the desert until they lost their way. Their water was gone. Their food was gone. Their hope was gone. Hagar put her son on that little bush and she sat down on the hot sand, waiting to die. There was nothing in that desert but silence. But then the silence broken, as a voice said, What aileth thee, Hagar? 
what's he doing in the desert? He's looking for the wounded. Someone had been wounded by society. A leopard was wounded by society. This man had a disease that made him refuse to all that looked at him. When he walked down the street, he would have to cover his lips and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! People who had a little compassion would hang clean rags on the fences and trees so that he might take them off and wipe the corruption from his sores of leprosy. He was an outcast from his family and friends. But there was one who came down from heaven, born in Bethlehem, walked in the shores of Galilee. He was looking for the wounded. Matthew 8, 2, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Jesus made him clean, one who had been wounded. The woman at the well was an outcast. She had five husbands, and the man she was then living with wasn't her husband. She might have said, once I was pure as the snow, but I fell like the snow from heaven to hell. She was a fallen woman. One day Jesus was going from Judea to Galilee. Now usually, usually when the Jews traveled from Judea to Galilee or Galilee back to Jerusalem, they went around Samaria because they hated the Samaritans. They thought there was dogs. It was different for the Lord this time. He was looking for the wounded. He had an appointment with a fallen woman at Jacob's well in John chapter 4. The whole world is a battlefield, and the war rages. The wounded are everywhere, wounded by Satan, wounded by sin, wounded by society, and wounded by self. I'm talking about pride. One of the greatest enemies of the soul is pride. The Bible says pride goeth before destruction, Proverbs 16:18. Pride causes men not to humble themselves. Embarrassment sends them to hell. Isn't that strange? Too proud to humble themselves before Almighty God. Too proud to admit they are sinners. Too proud to weep. Too proud to pray. Too proud. They let pride send them to hell. It is our responsibility, our job to go. People. Someone told D.L. Moody. Mr. Moody, don't you know that the world is getting to be a better place to live in? Moody said, I picture the world as a wrecked vessel, drawn nearer and nearer to destruction. God gave me a lifeboat set here, Moody. Save all you can. Moody spent his life looking for the wounded. C.T. stood at Gracious Missionary Soul. Gave away all of his money. He spent his life on a mission field. He made one of the greatest statements outside the word of God. If Jesus Christ be God, and he died for me, then there is no sacrifice too great to make for him. He was looking for the wounded. Have you been wounded by Satan? Have you been wounded by sin? Have you been wounded by society? Have you been wounded by self? Are you that fallen woman, a fallen man? Listen, Jesus loves you and died for you, shed his precious blood 
that you might be saved. I want to tell you a story about Alvin. Alvin, hair had never been combed. He was 12 years old when he was saved. You couldn't comb it. He had been seven cow legs. In fact, the cow must have licked his old head. His shirt tail was always out. He lived in an old, dirty apartment. On Saturday evening, his father would take him from one beer joint to another. His father was a drunkard. Twelve o'clock one Saturday night, his daddy fell asleep in the car. Little Alvin walked 30 miles all night to go to church the next morning and loved the church and prayed for his daddy. That's what he needed to do, pray for his daddy. We need to pray for one another. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.